We don't usually think of torment as a good thing, but for Frederick Douglass, one book tormented him to the point it freed him. Welcome to On My Walk, the reading podcast that helps you capture reading's aha moments and apply them to your life and leadership. In our last episode, I shared that this past summer I read The Narrative of the Life of Frederick Douglass, an American Slave. Great book is an understatement. I want to encourage you to go to onmywalk.com and read my review of the book. You'll see it on the homepage. There are passages in the book, not so much the review, but definitely in the book, that deserve pondering. And I want to share one with you today. As you'll hear in the clip, Douglas is 12 at the time. You, you heard me right. He's a 12-year-old slave living under the domination of a master Hugh and his wife. Now, I'll just read you this portion and then you'll hear the clip. I want you to hear how he describes life with Mrs. Hugh. These are from the book. Slavery proved as injurious to her as it did to me. When I went there, she was a pious, warm, and tender-hearted woman. There was no sorrow or suffering for which she had not a tear. She had bread for the hungry, clothes for the naked, and comfort for every mourner that came within her reach. Slavery soon proved its ability to divest her of these heavenly qualities. Under its influence, the tender heart became stone, and the lamb-like disposition gave away to one of tiger-like fierceness. Well, before Mrs. Hugh became that fierce tiger, while she was still a lamb, she gave Douglas a great gift. She taught him the alphabet. And that was all Frederick Douglass needed. Through some serious ingenuity, and you'll need to read the book to see how he did it, it's fascinating, he learned to read and write. Now listen to what happened next. They would express for me the liveliest sympathy and console me with the hope that something would occur by which I might be free. I was now about twelve years old, and the thought of being a slave for life began to bear heavily upon my heart. Just about this time, I got hold of a book entitled The Columbian Orator. Every opportunity I got, I used to read this book. Among much of other interesting matter, I found in it a dialogue between a master and his slave. The slave was represented as having run away from his master three times. The dialogue represented the conversation which took place between them when the slave was retaken the third time. In this dialogue, the whole argument in behalf of slavery was brought forward by the master, all of which was disposed of by the slave. The slave was made to say some very smart as well as impressive things in reply to his master, things which had the desired though unexpected effect. For the conversation resulted in the voluntary emancipation of the slave on the part of the master. In the same book, I met with one of Sheridan's mighty speeches on and in behalf of Catholic emancipation. These were choice documents to me. I read them over and over again with unabated interest. They gave tongue to interesting thoughts of my own soul which had frequently flashed through my mind and died away for want of utterance. The moral which I gained from the dialogue was the power of truth over the conscience of even a slaveholder. What I got from Sheridan was a bold denunciation of slavery and a powerful vindication of human rights. The reading of these documents enabled me to utter my thoughts 
and to meet the arguments brought forward to sustain slavery. But while they relieved me of one difficulty, they brought on another even more painful than the one of which I was relieved. The more I read, the more I was led to abhor and detest my enslavers. You know, there's a reason Solomon says, buy and do not sell truth, wisdom, instruction, and understanding. When Frederick Douglass got that book, The Columbian Order, or better, when that book got him, it changed his life. You say, well, how so? I think in three ways. First, it gave him, and he says this, it gave him words for his own thoughts. He'd been wrestling with the same thing that he had been reading in the Columbian Order, but, but that book gave him a language he could adopt and make his own. And I appreciate that because I'm experiencing that right now. In fact, I experience it all the time when I read. But currently, I'm reading Common Sense 101, Lessons from G.K. Chesterton, and I'm also reading Irreversible Damage, The Transgender Craze Seducing Our Daughters by Abigail Schreier. Both books are giving me words that are helping me to put clarity to my own thoughts. They, they say what I'm thinking, they just do it better, and that helps me as I try to express what I'm thinking. Second, is that it gave him truth that strengthened his soul. He said, the moral which I gained from the dialogue was the power of truth over the conscience of even a slaveholder. What I got from Sheridan was a bold denunciation of slavery and a powerful vindication of human rights. Now, as I think about what was going on in the life of Frederick Douglass, I'm feeling the same way as I read Schreier's book, Irreversible Damage. I mean, she is laying out the truth about the transgender craze from a physiological standpoint, from a mental health standpoint, and from a political standpoint. And what she writes is strengthening my conviction of what I've always believed, uh, which is what Jesus said. In the beginning, God made them male and female. And that's uh, a fixed matter no matter how someone feels about it. And reading that book in the same way as Douglas read his book, it's just helping to strengthen what I know in my own soul. And the third way the Columbian orator changed his life was this. This one's important. Not that the others aren't, but this one is important. It tormented his thinking. You say, what? Well, it was this everlasting thinking of my condition that tormented me, he writes. There was no getting rid of it. The silver trump of freedom had aroused my soul to eternal wakefulness. Freedom now appeared to disappear no more forever. And as I listened to all this, and as I think about all this, my aha moment is this, and it's pretty simple. Read. Because one book can ignite a life-transforming change for the good. One book, really one part of one book, ignited freedom in the life of Frederick Douglass at just 12 years of age. And now, you got to think about this, 125 years after the fact, that book has now touched my life and now your life as well. You know, there's a reason God says, buy and do not sell truth, wisdom, instruction, and understanding. Because one book, one lesson, can transform a life, your life. Can you think about a book 
that's changed the trajectory of your life? I mean, I can. Obviously, the Bible's one. But another book that really has impacted me is called Ordering Your Private World by Gordon MacDonald. I've read that book and reread it and reread it. I feel a little bit like Douglas when it comes to the Columbian Order. I've reread it and reread it. And it has just marked my life and made significant changes in very good ways. So one book can ignite a life-transforming change for the good. So read. And that's my thought on my walk with Frederick Douglass and the first of his three autobiographies, The Narrative of the Life of Frederick Douglass. Now the question, as always, is what will you do with that thought on your walk through life today? And I normally don't go here, but I will today. Let me suggest the following. One, reflect. The Columbian Order was the book that rocked the world of Frederick Douglass. What is your Columbian Order? What's the book that's rocked your world and who needs that book? Share it with them. The second thing I'd say is this. Ask. I need to ask myself regularly, what am I reading now? And is what I'm reading now, is it only entertaining me? Or is it really making me think? And the third is this, read. I would suggest following the rule of Francis Bacon. Francis Bacon said, some books are to be tasted, others swallowed, and some few are to be chewed and digested. What's the book you need to be chewing and digesting today? One book can ignite a life-transforming change for the good. So, read.